It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. not ready i'm i'm not ready for this week jesse uh, it was already a long weekend i don't know if i'm ready for this anyway welcome in hello you come in wearing sunglasses uh, with that attitude i'm so i'm so hungover already jesse um, <laughs> welcome into the phnx d-backs podcast my name is derek monte occasionally known as a party animal uh this guy next to me he's my he's the person that keeps me in line he's also the thunderstick jesse friedman Man, you just went that hard over the weekend. You just it's, getting getting yeah, ready for the Super Bowl? Is that, is that what's tell going you, on? It's not. It, the, the parties don't start on Friday. They start like two weeks beforehand. And I Sorry. am too old for this shit. But welcome in, guys. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, you're America's top-rated sportsbook app. They also throw one hell of a party, let me tell you. But, of course... Uh, we're baseball, and we just want this whole week to we end. We are we're, baseball. <laughs> I can't hang anymore. You're right. And, uh, yes, I have had too many OGs, but uh, baseball, we're excited. Guys, baseball is back next week. We cannot wait for pitchers and catchers to report. Of course, uh, we're very excited. We're very excited to be out there at Salt River Fields uh, covering this team and seeing uh, kind of what has changed. I know that last year when we were still in the lockout, we had the minor league camp, and it was kind of – Interesting to see uh, the development that some of the guys had. Alec Thomas, I remember really sticking out to me because he had like grown in size. It looks like he had evolved to his next, you know, form, not his final form, but his next evolution. Uh, And of course, we have a lot of big storylines heading into this spring training uh, that we still kind of need answers to uh, that the Diamondbacks will hopefully have answers to before we get to the start of the regular season. Some of this stuff, though, isn't things that will be answered just yet. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But there are some big storylines for the Diamondbacks as we roll in uh, to spring training. And I know the biggest question is who will be part of the Diamondbacks starting rotation uh, once we hit the regular season and once once the season starts, there seems to only be one spot available, if we're being honest, yeah. uh, if, they, if they do go with a traditional five-man rotation. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you've got Gallon, Kelly, Bumgarner, Davies, right? I think those are your four, yeah. and then it's a matter of filling that fifth spot. And yeah, it could be Brandon Fodd, it could be Tommy Henry, it could be Dre Jameson, it could be Ryan Nelson. Um, and, you know, there's some other guys who are getting uh, spring training invites as well. So there's a lot of different directions they could go there. People who are wondering, I know there are people who are angry that I just said Madison Bumgarner as having what I believe to be a pretty solid spot in the rotation. I, I do think that's how they're going to go. But yeah. even that is, I think, could change if Bumgarner 
really struggles and maybe some other guys separate themselves. And I think that's something that we're not going to see until the regular season. I don't think that they're going to judge Bumgarner's status for the season uh, until we get there. But yeah, it does really feel like the team uh, is trying to at least trying to have an open competition for the starting rotation. It's something that Tori talked about when we had him on the show. But uh, I think as Michael McDermott says, Jamison and Nelson are the leading candidates. I yeah. think that's I think that's definitely the case. Both of those guys proved themselves last year, and I think they both deserve to be part of that starting rotation. That's that's what makes this kind of odd. Not not, not attacking Zach Davies in any way, shape, or form because he did bounce back and have a much better season last year than his previous. Uh, but it it seemed like, to be honest, the Diamondbacks didn't really need to bring back Zach Davies with the potential starting rotation that they had comprised of young guys from their from their own farm system. I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. If you're picking between Nelson and Jamison, I mean, last year, Ryan Nelson at a 1.47 ERA, Jamison at a 1.48 ERA. It's obvious. So the, yeah, the decision is, right I don't now. even it's, know why we're... This why isn't, are we even, this why isn't are we a question, Derek. We already know the answer to this. Know, Clearly, it's going to be Ryan Nelson. <laughs> the, the stats don't lie, folks. The stats don't lie. Uh, if that was the case, both of these guys would be their number one and number two starters. That's and we fair. wouldn't even have them be a discussion. Yeah, Ryan Nelson's your opening day starter it. for the D-backs yeah. against the Dodgers. There right. you go. But more storylines do involve the starting rotation, like Brandon Fott. When does Brandon Fott get the call? And how will he factor into the rotation and the D-backs' plans? More importantly, will he use the song, I Fought the Law and the Law One" as his whatever <laughs> music that he's going to come out to? Uh, but, Jesse, Brandon Fott, do we, uh, do we, do we have a, a little bit of, of a... Problem with personnel with how much starting pitching the Diamondbacks could have? I mean, you never have a problem with it, right? I mean, you can never have a problem with having too much starting pitching, according to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the D-backs just have this weird thing where they think that you can never have too much starting pitching and everyone else in the league does it. No, that's something that everyone agrees upon, right? Um, So, yeah, I don't think it's it's a good problem to have. But like we talked with Tori about last week, I mean, it is... It is a problem in the sense that, like, you might have more guys who are deserving of that spot than you can actually give spots to, right? And that does pose a bit of a challenge with, like, who do we send down? You know, do we want to move guys to the bullpen? It sounds like the D-backs are a little bit hesitant to do that. Correct. So it they're going to have to make some tough decisions no matter what. No matter what. And the starting rotation does impact the bullpen because in the related kind of department who moves to the bullpen to help solidify their starting or their, their relief pitching. Right. Yeah. We know that those guys, any number of those guys could bring quite a bit of, of uh, I guess I want to say experience, but talent to the bullpen that they don't currently have. So it's, it's not a bad problem if we do see some of those guys end up moving to the bullpen, especially the younger guys, because I know that they tend to like to get them that experience in the pen it just worked out so well for Jamison and Nelson last year that I have a hard time seeing Fott, you know, for instance, getting called up and put into the pen when we know about not only how well, how, how good of a season he had last year, but also next year. Uh, Michael yeah. McDermott says their starting pitching depth can complete pretty quickly in the first half. Uh, Chaconi, Walston, and Jarvis have not pitched in Reno yet. That's it's a great point. And honestly, that's the biggest thing about this team is depth, not just at starting posi- uh, starting pitching, but they do have depth uh, at a lot of positions. Uh, and I think that that's something that they're kind of banking on. They, again, like you said, it's a good problem. It's not a bad thing to have all of this pitching uh, depth when it comes to starting rotation because we've seen how the Diamondbacks have been decimated by injury in the past. And that's something that they're trying to, I think, to prevent you know, yeah. going forward, like the, they know the future 
is is here. They know these young guys are ready, but do they do they put them out there? You know, this early, do they rely completely right. on them without a backup plan? Should they not, you know, have success, find success when they first get called up in, into the regular or in the main main roster this season? The the scars of that 2021 season, man, they're they're still there. <laughs> the D-backs have not the D-backs have forget. not forgotten about that, and you can see how they're. Uh, you know, they they really have gone out and made sure that they have enough starting pitching depth. To Michael's point, I mean, you could see the depth kind of depleting, you know, if if some of these guys, which frankly, we don't know how, you know, Ryan Nelson and Dre Jamison are going to hold up long term. We haven't seen Brandon Fott pitch in the majors yet. So there's a lot of question marks with these guys. And you could I could see a situation where somehow the D-backs wind up not having enough arms, but. I think they have a, quite a bit of insurance, at least compared to past years. I am the Larry says, I'm really high on Ryan Nelson. That fastball is insane. Above average secondaries, throw strikes, check, 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 and check, and double check. You're absolutely right. It's just uh, those, yeah, I mean, if those secondaries are for real, I totally agree. Ryan Nelson has a well above average, like, big league fastball, and I think probably has for years. I mean, it's like mid-90s. It has great ride. It's pretty much everything you look for in a four-seam fastball. Those secondaries are for real, which a little shaky at times last year, but you can kind of see what scouts are talking about. It's pretty exciting. It feels like most of the early questions do surround pitching. There are some questions about some positions on the team that are going to get answered, I think, and figured out as the season progresses. Again, it's not a bad thing for them to have depth, but you know, there is questions like, does Alec Thomas remain in center field? We've already seen Corbin Carroll projected as the center fielder of this team for the future, so just got to wonder if that's going to be something we see or how long that takes or, or if that transition even gets made. Right. You know, we also have Carson Kelly, a thing that we brought up quite a bit. How long does he remain their everyday catcher? We know that he's not going to be that with Gabriel Moreno being a part of this roster, but how long does he remain kind of number one on, on their depth chart? Right. At right. Catcher? Uh, and I think that's something that plays out based on how they perform this season. Same thing with third base who emerges as, they're kind of everyday guy who who emerges as their number one third baseman on their depth chart. I think we know like all the other positions kind of where we're going to see guys fall at, but it's still there's still some questions there when it comes to the veteran guys like they have like Carson Kelly and uh, Evan Longoria versus you know the future of this team like Moreno and maybe Rojas, maybe Emmanuel Rivera. We we don't know who is going to kind of get solidified in that role at third base just yet. Yeah, I think I think catcher and third base, those are kind of the main positions that are like we kind of know who the guys are going to be, but we don't know exactly how that how that playing time is going to be split up between them just yet. Uh, so, yeah, Carson Kelly, Gabriel Moreno. I know everyone's excited to see Moreno play. I have a feeling we're going to see Moreno play a decent amount early in the season uh, just because of his bat more than anything else. I mean, if even if the D-backs want Carson Kelly to be their primary catcher up front, Maybe it's a 60-40, maybe it's a 70-30, something like that. You still are you still have ways to get Gabriel Moreno's bat in the lineup via the DH. He actually played a bunch of random positions for the Blue Jays last year. I think he played third base. I think he might have played some outfield as well for them. Gabriel Moreno's athletic enough to play some other places. I don't think the D-backs are going to do that, but they could at least use the DH spot to get him some extra at-bats. Well, those are just some of the storylines, obviously. Some of the more important ones that we'll see as the Diamondbacks head into camp next week. 
Uh, I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm having trouble sleeping. There's all this Super Bowl crap going on around us. We don't care. Who cares about the we Super Bowl, We don't care man. about the Super Bowl. The Card- are the Cardinals in it? No, then I don't. I, I'm, I'm, Pitchers I'm, and catchers reporting is your Super Bowl. That is our Super Bowl. You're right. I mean, it could definitely be the highlight of the year. I don't want to say. Why did I say that? Well, the, the, the best thing about the Super Bowl, though, is that it means that, like, I know, I know that some of our listeners like football, and I do respect that. Respect. But I also have to say it kind of gets like football like out of the way a little bit, oh, you know, we can't once wait. once the Super Bowl has gone, then it's like, all Your right, time you, still is got, up. Our time is you still now, got you the know? NBA, you yeah. know, you still got the NBA uh, and the NHL. Apparently we still got some hockey stuff going on. <laughs> Come on so, somebody, somebody cares about that. <laughs> Read the room. Uh, Read the room. down over there. Leah, this is Phoenix. <laughs> anyway, but it, it's a it's. For me, the Super Bowl is is a time when it's like, all right, this is when baseball season kind of starts to yeah. become more oh, yeah. center stage. Not yeah. center stage. I mean, the NBA playoffs is going to be huge, and <sighs> baseball does have this problem where, like, you know, May and June. The I NHL think, playoffs are yeah. also going to be huge. It's that's the, that's true. It's the yeah, end of our social yeah. lives. Um, even though Jesse's social life revolves around baseball, but it's the end of my social life. Yeah, I mean, life. My, my social life never really began yeah, and the see, whole offseason. Here's so. the problem is I should be resting this week in preparation for the long, long baseball season ahead. And instead, what am I doing? I'm out at timeless parties, and I'm going to – Illegal. I'm going all over the place. I can't believe this. And I don't, I need a nap. Jesse is basically what I'm saying, but I am going to head out to four peaks, uh, of course, because you know, we always spend time at four peaks. We'll be there every uh, last Wednesday of every month. And I'm going out there uh, to enjoy myself. Some uh, recreational dank IPAs uh, as well as a staycation, super juicy IPA. Uh, you can get all of that at four peaks as well as have a wonderful beer in time for the Super Bowl. Uh, and in fact, stock your refrigerator with Four Peaks Brewing Company beers uh, in time for the big game and enjoy it. Uh, or head down to the Four Peaks H Street Pub and watch the game there. Uh, the Super Bowl is around the corner. So enjoy a nice Four Peaks beverage during the big game. Uh, and make sure you're 21 and over uh, and enjoy responsibly. Also, download the Underdog Fantasy app now. Get down on some Underdog Fantasy. You can make the big game the day that you crack uh, that that the the lid on underdog fantasy and be an overdog against five of your friends, as Jesse would say. Uh, you can draft uh, some squads, and the highest scoring squad wins cold hard cash. You can draft up to six NBA players. You can draft NFL players. You don't have much time for that. Uh, dra- I'm I want to draft the Kelsey brothers against each other. I just I want to pit the Kelsey brothers in some form of combat against each other. Uh, they're going to be at some media event tonight. I wonder if we'll see them like just, I don't know, just a sparring event, you know, or maybe at least like at the boxing matches where they give like the, the, you know, the fight card kind of, uh, you want to you know, see a boxing in. match between the Kelsey brothers? I want to see some sort of physical combat between the two of them. I want to <laughs> bet on it too in some way. But, uh, I will take them as part of my underdog fantasy teams for sure. And you can do that too over at the underdog fantasy app. Make sure to check them out. It's easy to get started. Uh, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, Jesse, you know what we do on Mondays. We've talked about it. We've talked about every month. Uh, every month is Black History Month on this show. Every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And of course, every Monday we go to the mailbag. And of course, we have a little change to the mailbag going forward. Uh, during the season, we're going to switch formats here at the PHNX D-backs show uh, to do a little bit more post-game stuff. So Mailbag Monday isn't going away. We're still going to have it on off days on Mondays, and we're going to still do a Mailbag Monday question every Monday. Uh, but we are not going to be able to do the huge amount of questions that we always get. And we always appreciate you guys for sending them in. So uh, just to kind of give you guys that update, but uh, in honor of that, in honor of that change, we're just answering all the questions today. So Leah, let's hit that music. Uh, no box. 
Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Elizabeth says, this is the only good thing about Mondays. No, you're damn right. You're damn right it is. <laughs> Can we get our first question here, Leah? All right. We got from Brian Abdallah who says, where do we expect the biggest improvement from last year to this year? Jesse, I'm going to let you handle that one. Where do you mm. see the biggest improvement? I have a couple spots in mind. The first one that comes to my mind is the catching position. Okay. I think if we see a decent amount of Gabriel Moreno and he is – as advertised, I'm sure there's going to be some growing pains there. But frankly, the D-backs got bottom five production from the catching position last year. And that's mm. why they made this trade to bring in Gabriel Moreno. This year, again, you're not going to see Moreno get 600 plate appearances or something like that. Um, but I think with him in the fold, I think hopefully we see Carson Kelly bounce back to some extent as well. He really kind of hit rock bottom last year. Uh, so between those two things, that's the main position that I have in my head. Uh, other than that, I think I think I see like incremental improvements kind of across the board. Like I think the bullpen should be a little bit better. A little bit better. I think the rotation, Christ, the, ro me? the rotation with well, I don't know. I, I don't know if they did enough to that bullpen, Derek, for me to say it's going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be a little better. I think I can at least confidently say that the starting rotation. I think there's there's potential for that to be a little better. I think position players just all the way around the diamond. I think I think everything should be a little bit better. The catching position is the one the one spot where I'm like you could be a lot better at that at that spot. Yeah, uh, bullpen for me, and I I don't say that. Is that, is that wishful thinking, Derek, or well, is that a, is that your expectation? Here's why. <laughs> here's why. Uh, last season, we can both agree that we thought the bullpen was not going to be a problem for this team at all in 2022, which is a laughable concept now at this point right that's, that's so fair. with that being said i feel like it's different it's not like they went into 2022 knowing they had to address the bullpen and didn't do anything about it and then it blew up on them and we were like see we told you no the bullpen was just trash but we didn't think it was going to be they picked up the guy that had the most saves in baseball or national league uh, added him to the bullpen they also picked up another closer we had an abundance of closers it was almost like the same way that we're talking about starting pitching now so it's that same thing of being like how much is too much obviously there there isn't too much right you think you got a problem solved and not only do both of the guys that you added to the bullpen end up being unreliable but it just seemed to like spread and impact the rest of your guys right yeah uh, you had injuries to guys like kyle nelson right when they were you know, proving to be pretty damn good themselves. You also had good. Joe Mantiply, who was excellent in the first half and kind of fell apart after his all-star appearance. So they had a pretty darn good year, though. He still did, and that's you, why I'm you not trying you to can only have You can only have one walk the entire season for so long. I know, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I am really attacking him in a way that he doesn't deserve to be attacked. But I think that with the pieces they added, I think with the bullpen knowing that they were a shortcoming next year and trying to prove themselves – and I think with the addition of whatever ends up happening here in camp and their decisions with the starting rotation is going to improve the bullpen. And I think that when you talk about a team that lost a bullpen that lost over 40 games, I think things are going to be different. You know, And I think that that's, it's going to be one of those situations where I don't feel like this team is going to be very patient with it all either. I think they were much more patient with it last season 
than they ended up yeah. being with this season because they thought it was going to work itself out. Now it's more of an immediate fix. It's kind of like having a slow sure. leaking tire versus a tire that completely blew up and split up on you on the freeway <laughs> and there's no parts of it left to put back together, right? I'm not trying to say the bullpen's that bad, but that's kind of what it feels <laughs> like right now. I yeah. think they have they have like fewer allegiances in my mind. Like last year you came in yes. knowing that Mark Melanson yes. was the guy and you were going to give him a really long leash after the season he just had at San Diego. Similar story with Ian Kennedy. He wasn't the closer, but he was a setup man, and you were going to have a long leash with him, and the D-backs did. And by the end of the year, Ian Kennedy graded out as one of the worst relievers, if not the worst yeah. reliever in baseball by right. some metrics. So they don't have those allegiances this year. And going back to our earlier storyline kind of discussion, who is going to be the closer for this team is definitely a storyline going into camp, and that's a big one for spring training. Yeah. And are they going to have one closer? We know Tori likes that, but yeah. we also know that Mike Hazen and 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 a lot of the front office is kind of more okay with it being a closer by committee, especially with the the options that they have right now in the bullpen. So uh, all of the, I know we're posing more questions than we're supposed to be answering them, but sometimes <laughs> that's the way it goes on Mailbag Monday. What I else think Brett, Brett has the answer. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Durant would be. Oh, Kevin Durant. There yes. You go. Kevin Durant. Yeah. We can get three innings out of him easily. I know he has a <laughs> fucking wicked fastball. So. Plus he throws shade like nobody. We get him on the show. I'll wear nothing but sunglasses all the time. <laughs> Leah, what else we got? All right. Spencer Agarro says, assuming a resigning would be guaranteed. I'm going to throw the damn in there. Guaranteed. I love this question. Uh, what would you give up for to trade for Otani? How much can Arizona afford to subtract and still approve, improve the roster? I would give up everything for Otani. <laughs> I would give up Zach Gallen. I would give up. Oh, OK. All I would right. give up Chase Field. I would give up the bullpen cart. I would give up Baxter. I would give up Guy Fieri's restaurant. I would give up. Uh, the entire top section, uh, the 20, like the last 20 rows of Chase Field, I would give that up. I would give everything up for this guy. Are you kidding me, Otani? You think, you think the Angels want the, the Diamondback Stadium uh, I don't and, know. and Guy Fieri's restaurant? used, and... but it's still got some value there. I would give up all their first-round draft picks um, for the next five years. Uh, I would give up all of it. <laughs> you realize that none of that is really how trades work. No, I know. Right? I don't okay. care. I'm just I'm throwing <laughs> stuff out there. Uh, no, in all honesty, I would give up the world for Otani if you were talking about it being a guarantee signing and trading kind of thing. Yeah. Seems ridiculous because it's kind of the position the Angels are in. Uh, do we do we keep this guy that is special, but end up going to have you're going to end up having to pay him so much money that it's yeah. going to make it damn near impossible to build around him? Do you just do what other teams are doing right now and just spend a ludicrous amount of money around a guy like that. Uh, it feels like uh, it feels like the Angels are are inevitably going to lose him. That that it just it, it feels. I mean, like they shouldn't. Like, there's no reason that they necessarily should. Yeah, but give I, him all I the money. I don't. Yeah, I don't Until necessarily disagree with you that that kind of seems that. like where things are trending. So I have a bit of a, a hot take on this. I. So, like, I, I mean, this question is sort of a it's sort of an odd hypothetical, right? So I guess I have to kind of clarify some details. If the Diamondbacks have the money to afford Shohei Otani, what they should do is they should not trade for him right now. They should wait until next offseason and they should sign him as a free agent and keep all their prospects, keep Zach Gallen, keep Jordan Lawler, keep all of the pieces that the Angels would want for even one year of Shohei Otani. Keep all of that. And just go get Shohei Otani next offseason. That's what they should actually do. If that's not an option, and, and and for the purposes of this question, if it's just like 
looking at making a trade. You can't sign him as a free agent. You have to make you have to make a trade and then you re-sign him afterwards. I would probably trade uh I would probably trade Jordan Lawler. I think that would be maybe where I would where I would <laughs> Wow. So and, it was, so and it's I'm crazy already, for saying Zach Gallon? What the hell is happening? I don't here? I don't think you I don't think you trade for Shohei Otani and uh I mean, at that point, I don't know why you're doing it because you're. I mean, you're just trading away one ace for another ace. Yeah. And and granted, Shohei Otani obviously brings everything he does on offense. But I don't think you want to trade Zach Gallen in in that universe. Although, I mean, that's fair. Like I I could maybe see entertaining that as well. But my point is, I wouldn't trade. Like I wouldn't trade a whole bunch of stuff for Shohei Otani, even if you knew you were going to re-sign him for a couple of reasons. The main one being if the Diamondbacks have Shohei Otani on the books for 40 million or 50 million dollars a year, which is probably what he's going to cost. The D-backs are not going to have any room in their payroll for anyone else, right? Yeah. It would be a serious issue for them. Sure. Um for the sake of this question, maybe maybe this is some alternate universe in which the Diamondbacks suddenly have money and we're not concerned no. about that. No. Um he pitches every fifth day and then in between he's in the outfield. That's the way that I'm running Otani out there. We're going to get our value out of him is what I'm saying. We're going to get our <laughs> money's worth. Uh, Jacob Franklin stopped by the chat just to say the D-backs are signing six foot seven Jacob Franklin to a minor league deal. You heard it here first. What's the point of this tweet? Were you just are you just bragging how tall you are? I feel like that's all that was was a humble brag on how tall he is. I don't. I think it. he's just trying to like advertise himself. Yeah. as a viable major yeah. leaguer. Well, and uh, you know, being six foot seven, I mean. What is he, O'Neill Cruz? I think Maybe he plays some shortstop. I, think, I don't know. Don't we still have like some sort of like ownership rights over Jacob? Like, wouldn't can he just be signing Owner, with the D backs? Wouldn't they have to? Rights. Yeah, like as a oh, franchise, yeah. wouldn't we have to like? No, you're would, right. You're right. The, the, the D backs would have to buy out Jacob's PHNX contract. Right. I think is what would have to Thank happen. You. Thank which, uh, you. yeah, I mean, you're, you're not ready for that kind of. You're not ready for. That I don't know if I, I'm. Not, I don't know if I'm necessarily expecting a a pro sports franchise to be the. The, the ones that would buy out Jacob's PH next contract, right. but you know, there I goes. mean, there he goes with his tallisms again. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, what else we got with the championship? Kyle Dannon asks, with the championship window starting to creak open ever so slightly, is it? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> how long do you think the D backs have to win a championship with this core before we are forced to disassemble it and build a new again? And who from this core do you think will stay for the next rebuild, Kyle? <laughs> we're already doing that we haven't even gotten to the promised land yet we're already disassembling the team um i don't know what would you say jesse i think till 2028 29 <laughs> i don't know is that how uh, long the score is, <laughs> score is assembled for i mean so i think the 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 main guy that i'm thinking of is zach gallon and that he's here through 2025 I don't think you're going to re-sign Zach Allen, as we've discussed in the past. Um, and so, that I mean, that's the main guy that you're looking at losing. So from that standpoint, you've got three more years before Zach Allen potentially walks in free agency. Beyond that, though, like a lot of the guys we're talking about are going to be here for a pretty long time, yep. right? Like Corbin Carroll is six years, right? Jordan Lawler hasn't even started his six-year clock yet. A lot of the guys we're talking about and that fans are getting excited about are long-term assets that haven't even haven't even had a year of service time yet in in a lot of cases. So it really could be a while with with this core. Um, but yeah, Zach Gallen, you're you know you're probably going to lose him after three years. I guess that's the 
that's the the biggest name. But more than anything, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are are gonna be are gonna be here for a while. I think you I think you have some time. I don't know if I'm talking about a championship window uh, opening or closing or, or anything at this point. I mean, I, I guess we could get there at some point, you know, if if a lot of things work out. But you have some time. You have some time with these guys. I think uh, I think Corbin Carroll does, is the guy. If you're talking about a guy that sticks around, I feel like he's the guy the Diamondbacks are going to hopefully, you know, he he will be good enough that they will want to continue to build around and keep around in the yeah. future. I guess he would um, be twenty twenty eight. 2028 after 2028 would theoretically be when Corbin Carroll becomes a free agent. So if I have to pick a year, I guess that's, I guess that's the year. 2028, 2029. All right. Now we're on the same page. What else we got, Liam? You're, oh, Gabriel. Oh, that Gabriel. Gabriel asks, you're a rookie and it's your first day in the locker room. Which D-back do you want to have a locker next to? And who would you be most scared to be next to? This one's all you, Derek. Obviously, it's Mad Bum is the scared one, right? I feel like Madison Bumgarner would be by far the scariest human being to be around. Uh, you want a small? You want to make small talk? Good luck with that. I hope you are familiar with what's going on in the PBR, uh, and I hope that you know everything about horses and knots. Is what I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> I just I think it would be very intimidating to be around Mad Bum as a as as someone that is around Mad Bum. I find myself still to be very intimidated by him even when he's smiling when he's smiling it's even worse like when he's smiling that's when i'm the most scared right uh but person that i would want to sit next to i feel like carson kelly would be a great locker to be next to i think carson kelly would take you under the wing now here's the here's the catch with that if i'm remembering the layout to the clubhouse last year that that locker would fall right in between mad bum and carson kelly that's where you would be over there in this corner area so good luck with that what locker uh, we were talking about having, didn't he say locker? Weren't we, isn't the question about, did oh, you, oh, okay. Are you I, not paying attention well, no. again, Jesse? No, no. Like I, yesterday I, with the fucking 11 or Friday? Like, <laughs> my God. Anyway. No, I thought you're like, are you talking about a specific locker? I, like, there was, yeah. Cause Mad Bum and, and Carson last year, weren't they over kind of next to each other? Wasn't there like one locker in between them that, that right. I'm just locker? saying, I don't necessarily remember who was there and I don't know if you can just waltz in and take over that locker. I'm but... not saying we're, it's a fictional fucking. It's, okay. It, all right. All right. What I'll stop. is happening right now? <laughs> My God. Um, yeah, Carson, I, I think that's, that's the key. There's also like an easier area over by Corbin Carroll. I felt like, like, Buddy Kennedy and Corbin Carroll's lockers were kind of over on this other side. I I think that would be a safe, uh, non-threatening place to be. But I think they kind of they tend to put the younger players sort of off in that corner where you know we're talking about where like, the intimidating media people won't come and ask them questions, yeah. such as Derek and I. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. They will. They like to. Pr- they like to keep a safe distance they, between. They do. They you do. Know, especially this guy over here. Right. Uh, <laughs> especially when Buddy Kennedy shows up and we're dapping each other up. We're like, hey, buddy, and like everything. And they're like, no, you don't get to ask questions yet. I don't care how well you know them. <laughs> they are. They, they they do keep me away. Uh, but that's uh, that's probably it. I mean, I don't know. I, is there anybody else that you would think of as a good mentor that you would want to be? I think, next to? I think Evan Longoria would probably oh, be. That's a great pick. That's yeah. the first name that, that comes to my mind. I mean, the man has played 15 years in the big leagues and knows a thing or two so i if i were a you know a rookie young player just being called up that's who i would want to be next to that's why he's the thunderstick he knows this stuff uh make sure to grab yourself phnx diehards membership that way you can read all of his stuff and never miss what jesse has to say as well as our other wonderful writers around here uh, gerald is great uh sometimes other times 
he has weird opinions about movies and shows, so we need to iron that out still. But also Howard and uh, who else? Craig Morgan? Craig that Morgan. Craig Morgan yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I've heard of heard I've of heard him. of him yeah. before. Uh, <laughs> anyway, make sure to grab yourself a diehard membership. You get wonderful merch from our phnxlocker.com every year, like this hat, that good boy Cody behind me, all sorts of great stuff, as well as 20% off merch like this hoodie I'm wearing. I'm all decked out in the PHNX stuff today. Uh, you get wonderful access to our diehards Discord lounge, the best place to be an Arizona sports fan as well as members only access to some of our events, some of our merch, as well as discounts to some of our events as well. Make sure to sign up for that today over at gophnx.com. We thank you guys, of course, for being here in the chat. Appreciate everybody stopping by the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, make sure to uh, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of the shows go live. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Uh, leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, and of course, the most important thing right now, leave us a thumbs up. That's it. That That's instant gratification that we can't get anywhere else uh, but here on a YouTube while we're doing a live show. So make sure to do that. Uh, and before we go on to more mailbag questions presented by the folks at More Furniture, we want to remind all of you that Jesse is still not properly furnishing his home. So please <laughs> make sure to shame him on Twitter about the ridiculous amount of Chase lounges he has. He showed me an order form. There were seven Chase lounges on there. I don't know what he's doing, but I... Honestly, can't wait to see how it, it ends up, really. Yeah, you'll, you'll get your invites. <laughs> this is what you have to do. You go on More Furniture's website and you find things and send Jesse the exact link. So yeah. then no effort yes. for him. Yeah. All he has to do Coffee is tables. click Add to Cart. Yeah, exactly. Let's make this well, easy Well, I'm not him. spending any money on something that's not a Chase Lounge, see, though. So, this is the, yeah. so if you have additional furniture <sighs> around your house that you'd like to donate, I'm willing to accept that. Or if you go on the more furniture website and just order me stuff and oh, deliver it and, wow. and, and do the white glove delivery, wow. have it brought over to my house, wow. then I will I will consider my using God. it in place of some of the Chase lounges I've already acquired. But he we'll, drove we'll he see. drove eighty five minutes to pick up a Chase lounge. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I did. Yeah. You save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com, whether you're buying it for yourself or buying it for Jesse Friedman. But uh, I do not endorse purchasing anything for this guy because he's ungrateful. We've seen the way he acts. So <laughs> anyway, we got more mailbag Monday questions. What do we got, Leah? Uh, will the patch, Kevin Simeon asks, will the patch be for all jerseys, home and away? And these, the patch, obviously, that he's referring to is the Avent patch, no, we right? We know the patch. We know you <laughs> know the patch. Uh, the patch that destroyed uh, the universe. But uh, there it is. There's the patch right there. Will that patch be on all of the home and away uniforms? That is That remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. Uh, there's another part of that question. Can we put that up, Leah? Um, we also have... Any chance uh, will fans have to buy jerseys with a patch on them? That I don't think so, but I imagine there will be authentic jerseys available that do have all of the patches, including sponsor patches, like we've seen yeah. out of the the Phoenix Suns authentic. Gear, I right? would think I would think that merchandise would sort of be included in the deal that yeah. they would sign with Abnet. Yeah. They would they would want whatever they're putting on the actual game uniforms. They'd probably want it on on merch too. But yeah, we don't we don't know for sure on that yet. And I mean, sometimes with the patches, they uh, are only available for you to purchase the patch separately. Like for some of the commemorative patches that they have on the jerseys and such, I've seen those in the 
in the team the, shop. The Avnet so. patch is like yeah, a special edition. Yeah, the Avnet patch is can, available for purchase. Oh, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but I respect it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, We're and, still awaiting the arrival of the Avnet uniform. Yes, the full on, the full, the full on alternate was, alternate row jersey. That was that, that, was, that uh, was version number eight of our tweet. I believe. I think something like there, that. Yeah, but. you need you need to uh, come up with a few more. By the way, yeah, I don't know if you've, I, I don't know if you've looked at the retweet count recently, but I was not I was not planning on that blowing up the way it was. Lie, you uh, I wasn't didn't have that many photoshops. Uh, in if you don't know what we're talking about, we put out a tweet on to Friday. Yeah, is that the day yeah, it was. Uh, that basically said for every 10 retweets, we will make the Diamondbacks Avnet patch bigger. And then Jesse and, asked uh, me, are you sure that we're going to get enough for you to use all 10 of those? That you yeah, we didn't really know because Derek kind of got a little head start and made some of them. We didn't know how many we were going to use. And then after about 20 minutes. Uh, poor Derek was just sitting in the yeah. corner the rest of the day on what, Photoshop. That was, that was my. That was my. Uh, it was, my it was pretty great though. Yeah. If you haven't seen the thread, you should go check it out. So I don't know about the patches. I don't know their availability. And let's, to be honest, one thing that we saw that came up uh, from Reddit, friend of the show Josh Hunt pointed out, he had a redesign himself of the patch that removed the black square from the behind, uh, from behind the the logo, which looked much better obviously much better. yeah but to be honest we what we thought would be the issue with that is that it does blend in extraordinarily well to the jersey at that point almost too well like the motorola patch on the san diego padres jersey right now is probably the best blend of using team colors the team the logo making it circle and making it just kind of look like something that's part of the jersey that's not that obtrusive there are ways that they could redesign it where they get the benefit of it standing out a bit more than taking the black square off the back of it yeah. uh, but according to the reddit post somebody that works for abnet said that they are possibly redesigning the patch so it'll be interesting to see if they do uh, i feel like something as simple as making it circle really would help yeah, cut down on how, how large that patch looks but uh, and then the last part of Kevin's question was, well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, also, any chance we sign another veteran player by spring training? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that we're going to see anybody signed at this point. But who knows? I'm not. There are still a lot of players available on the market. Guys that we've actually talked about, we wanted the Diamondbacks to pursue. So uh, anything could happen, but it does feel a little bit like they're done at this point. Yeah, there's still a few relievers out there uh, that that I think could be a fit. But it kind of feels like if the D-backs were going to make that move, they would have by now. Yeah. Uh, and also based on the most recent comments from Mike Hazen, uh, which came out of a, a story that Steve Gilbert wrote a few weeks ago, it didn't really sound like it was something the D-backs were going to do. So if, if they made any moves, it sounded like it was going to be through trades. And so I think that's, yeah. if anything, we might see that. But uh, my knows? guess is the D-backs, you know, perused the trade market, asked about some guys out there, some relievers they were interested in. And they probably quickly came to terms with the absurdities of the asking price for, sure. you know, controllable younger relievers. It is it is a pretty crazy market usually. And let's be honest, we've talked about this before, but uh, the Diamondbacks have there's no benefit in them revealing that they're going after guys if they're unsuccessful with it. It, it you know, like what we've seen this offseason quite a bit, especially with every team that tried to sign Carlos Correa, it can make you just end up looking a little silly uh, <laughs> if the thing doesn't go through. So uh, I don't know, but I think that there, that's probably very slim chances that they do pursue anybody uh, via via free agency, at least at this point. If it is, it's a reliever. I can pretty much say that confidently. I, 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 I yeah. think I would agree with that too. All right, what else we got, Leah? Uh, Jacob at Jacob Schultz 2 on Twitter asks, which D-backs player would you not let 
date your daughter and which D-backs player would have the green light? Whoa. Wow. I'll answer the second part. Well, see, I don't, okay. I don't know. This, uh, this is, I want to know if this is Anthony Totri asking this question secretly. Is this a Totri burner account? Because Totri was going around the office asking us if we would let him date our daughters. And of course, I was like, my daughter's 11, you monster. And he was trying to say, hypothetically. <laughs> uh, and people were like, I don't have a daughter, but no, but I wouldn't we all, I mean, we all said no Everybody anyway, said no. So. I said he would steal her 401k. That's what I feel like would happen with Totri would date my daughter. But uh, part of this question is, which D-backs player would you not let date your daughter? And this, this is hard because I feel like this is going <laughs> to insult someone, right? No matter what. Um, but... If I have to, I have to say Alec Thomas. Really? And I'm going to give you a real reason why Alec Thomas. That is, that is a utterly shocking answer. Alec you Thomas, to, I'm going to tell you why. In my, in my opinion, Alec Thomas looks like a heartbreaker. <laughs> Alec Thomas looks like he is going to break my daughter's heart, and she's never, ever going to recover from it as long as she lives. <laughs> how, until, do you, how do you identify? Until, until I introduce her to Corbin Carroll. And then... <laughs> That's who's I'm letting date my daughter is Corbin Carroll. Um, How do you identify it? Who's I'm Brett Johnson. Agrees with me. Says it's got to be Alex. See, I don't know. It's just something. It's a feeling deep down inside. Why do I look at Totri and instantly want to say no? I don't know. He's a good guy. He's got a good job and a good future ahead of him. I just feel like he's going to commit some sort of white collar crime that's going to put her in jeopardy. You know? Is it something about like the way that Alec Thomas? Catches five balls. Maybe swings it. Like, does it have something to do with his baseball no, skills? No, or this is a, okay. no. I, I just, I feel like he's just too handsome of a fella. So, so you're, so you're, just, are you maybe saying that that players with high ground ball rates tend to be more heartbreakers? That's that, yeah, that maybe, maybe that's okay. what I'm saying. Maybe I'm worried he's going to go back to Reno and not stick around uh, in time. To, maybe there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I don't know. I just really feel like he's going to break my daughter's heart. That's what I feel about Alec Thomas. And I thought that since the day I first met him. From just looking at him, I was like, it's a good ball player, heartbreaker, but a good ball player, right? I think Jake McCarthy just solid, oh, solid dude through and through. Yes. You know, solid dude. Yeah. Through like through. Jake is the kind of guy I'm going to ask my daughter, how's Jake? Right. <laughs> you guys made any plans for marriage or anything? Like, I would be pushing the, the envelope with Jake, I think, a little bit. I would be like, let's get this figured out. Right. You guys, you're adults now. You love each other. Why can't we make this shit official? Let's do this. You know? <laughs> That was <laughs> that's true. Gabriel says dating any anyone but Alec would be a downgrade. See, that's the problem. With dating Alec Thomas, you've reached your pinnacle of good-looking men that you're going to date, and then after that, it's all it's all downhill from there. I, don't I think Geraldo Perdomo, solid solid guy. Yeah, you know, just seems seems you know seems very wholesome, just reliable. Yeah, just, yeah, he you know, he's going to be loyal. He steps up. He you. steps up. Yeah. Right. He stepped oh, yeah. up. He stepped up last year. All right. What else do we got, Leah? <laughs> Uh, what would your walkout entrance song me? I know I think he means B, but we're going with me. Uh, what would your walkout entrance song be, Jesse? You got one yet? Uh, you know, I, I have a few in the works, and I think you're going to make fun of me for them. Of course I'm going to make fun of I, you. I, I think, no I think uh, Lean On Me is, is, <laughs> like, is, on like, me. is like the best song. Jesse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesse. I think it would be hilarious. Because let's let's be fair. <laughs> lean On Me, the, the vibe of Lean On Me is not really the vibe of a, of right. a normal walk-up song. Right. But there would be something so beautiful about just the, like, discomfort and confusion. <laughs> In the stands. And it would be oddly like confident too, right? Like you're almost saying, I fucking got this. Don't worry. The rest of you guys couldn't get on base, but I'm going to fucking take care of business. But it says it in like 
a folksy kind of like slow way. That either that or you got a friend in me. Oh you know, my just, god, yes. That's just, actually great. I'm I just going, you, you know, the, the most me. wholesome, the most whole you know, I don't need to be pumped up. Yeah. I just need yeah. to be I'm relaxed, I'm cool, I'm calm. I just need to be me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I would go with. Uh, it's great. It's great. You have totally ruined uh my choices because mine were actually serious good songs. Like uh, Spirit in the Sky <laughs> Are by you Norman. Saying Lean on Me is not no, a serious it's not good. good song. No, no one's actually doing that. But um <laughs> Spirit in the Sky is the greatest baseball song ever that ever existed. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because they put it in so many movies and I just my childhood is is attached to that as the theme song to it. I can't answer it, but I love Spirit in the Sky and that would be but uh, I currently come out as a pro wrestling manager to industry baby. Mm. Uh, and that is an can, incredible can you, song. Can you sing it for me? No, I can't. And because <laughs> there's some trumpets, it sounds very triumphant. It's more about the musical part of it. It's just the beginning of it. It sounds uh-huh. very much like someone of importance has arrived. Oh, and so is this is this uh, Edwin Diaz esque with the it's, it's with the trumpets? Li- it's is a that, little, is that yeah, yeah, it's got about? a little bit of some uh, a little bit, but it's little Nas X. So, but it's mostly the instrumental part of the beginning. He also says some cool ass shit to start it off, so I, I like that as well. But uh, also, there's cohesion between my pro wrestling personality and my baseball player personality. So okay, I feel enough. like that makes the best most sense. <laughs> you know, got to have one brand. Leah, what else we got? Uh, Jim Mitchell says, I'm excited by the offseason moves and the development of our young prospects, but I'm still worried about bullpen depth. Will there be any movement in the bullpen before the season starts? Yes, I think there will be movement in the bullpen. Definitely. I think before the season starts, I don't know, like we said, we don't think it's going to be like acquiring new players, but I do think that it's definitely going to be movement within the organization, whether it's from the the miners whether it's from these guys that they have ready for the starting rotation that just end up going there but i think that that we will still still see some pieces added to the bullpen i mean yeah i like externally i don't know but i but i agree that you know the, the d-backs are going to come in and they're going to have a competition in spring training and it will be a very interesting competition it will almost be more open-ended than any bullpen competition I can really remember because there just isn't that contingent of like veteran, like, you know, they're going to be there, guys. Uh, there's just a lot, there's like some talent, you know, I mean, like, like I said earlier, I do think the bullpen will be a little better this year, but, but it's not really clear who those guys are going to be. It's just that the general, the general talent level available to them there feels higher than it's been in, in past years. And there's some exciting arms, right? Justin Martinez, Carlos Vargas, guys that throw 100 miles an hour, you know, stuff we haven't necessarily seen recently. So there's more to pick from, and it, it should be interesting to see how all that works out. All right. What else we got, Liam? Um, the Don's Bread question of the week. Uh, if Here you we had go. to choose someone from the D-backs to host Saturday Night Live, who would you choose and who would be the musical guest? I'm going with Tori. I think Tori Lavolo would do an outstanding job of hosting Saturday Night Live. I didn't think about that. And I also think that Tori would, like, he would be into it. You know, there this weekend we saw Pedro Pascal be the the host, and I he killed it. He did an excellent job uh, from you know obviously from Last of Us and other things, but uh, there was an effort given. You know, yeah, he laughed in most of the sketches, but it's better than being terrible. Let me just tell you. So <laughs> if I I would be so bad at that. There, I am not, not. I am not, not good at containing my laughter. <laughs> that is not a not not one of uh, my specialties. Um, I feel like I have a couple guys in mind. So I think that Carson Kelly would be a pretty good, yeah. just his general personality. He's just very relaxed. 
and and just sort of you know comfortable in his own skin i think he would enjoy doing something like that as wild as it would be to see carson kelly actively doing that <laughs> um so yeah that's the first name that that comes to my mind i think merrill kelly maybe has some, some similar yeah. some similar vibes I think just there's a lot there of chris to, elliott jokes to be made considering chris elliott was on saturday night that's, Live at one that's point. fair that's great. fair there, there you so go there's a great ones. connection there uh, uh yeah i i think he just has a similar like you know, he's just there to have a good time. And, yeah. I, and I think, uh, you know, I think people watching would have a good time, too. Yeah, Brett Johnson says that Mario parody was great. It was absolutely outstanding. I watched it like three times. It was so funny. They, It was way. Why? Why? What, since when did Saturday Night Live do stuff that like had a budget? That was wild to me. But uh, <laughs> I'm giving Tori some sort of country artist to go with. Chris Stapleton, somebody like that. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I don't like country. Sorry, most of you. Uh, but I'm just throwing that out there. But I'm sure Tori would do a great job. Carson, too. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, plus, Carson, right? Carson, uh, Johnny Carson. There's that. There you anyway, go. Uh, thank you I'd guys bring so in Bill Withers questions. to play Lean on Me, personally. Bill Withers. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. All right. Well, uh, that would be outstanding. I would watch that Saturday Night Live. Uh, and I think that's all we got. But we thank you guys so much for your questions. Always appreciate you guys stopping by. Don't stop giving us Mailbag Monday questions just because we have to kind of limit it. We still want good ones, and we're still going to be answering them every Monday. We just can't do as many once we get around to some of the post-game coverage. And once we have games to talk about, then we've yeah. got games yeah, to talk Yeah, we got games about, to talk you know? about, and that's we'll happening still, soon. We'll still answer plenty of questions yeah. along so the way. We appreciate you guys, and of course, make sure if you haven't done so already, Super Bowl is here. Grab that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it now. You can get down on a Super Bowl parlay. Remember, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. Make that a same-game parlay. There will be all sorts of specials to opt into, so make sure to keep an eye out for them on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for detail. And a shout-out to our new friends uh, from the Spaghetti Shack by the way, who stopped by with some delicious spaghetti today. And we had a chance to check it out. Of course, they are ASU alum owned and operated. So forks up. Uh, and of course, we appreciate them uh, and all of their wonderful food. Like spaghetti is just one of those things that it's just, it's wonderful. It makes you feel good. It always feels home cooked and it always feels like it's made with love. And of course, they make it with love over at the Spaghetti Shack. I really the meatballs were incredible. Meatballs really were fantastic. Were. Really were. Uh, Spaghetti Shack is a community-focused to-go pasta concept started right here in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. We know something about that around here at PHNX. I don't know if I'd call Saul a lifelong friend, though. I don't. Jury's mm, es- still out on that Espo one. maybe, but Saul definitely <laughs> not. Uh, but we are currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek and hope to come to your neighborhood soon. So keep an eye out for Spaghetti Shack if you are in the Tempe area especially any of our friends here for the Super Bowl. By the way, uh, check, keep an eye out for a meetings with the mayor. I'm giving you all of you out-of-towners tips uh, on the best ways to spend your time here in Phoenix mm. for the Super Bowl. So uh, it, it, it should hopefully keep you safe, uh, keep you from spending too much money, and keep you fed. But uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. In the meantime, I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore DBACs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for giving us your questions and being here in the chat today. We always appreciate your time. On behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we love you and thank you for being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you let Jake McCarthy date your daughter. <laughs>